Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. You're, we are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We talk about the Bitcoin news, the culture, the memes, the fails by governments and central banks. Today we have a very special show. We have the legendary Dr. Ross, and he's going to give us a little bit of an update, right? Because we saw definitely a tick up in the price of Bitcoin. I think that was due to the inflation news. So we're going to get Dr. Ross, Ross's input on that. And of course... My legendary co-host. How you doing, Opti? What's up, Nico? What's up, Dr. Jeff Ross? I am super excited for this one. Guys, I don't know if you can tell, but Nico's got that fresh new mic out here, boys, and we are building. I am we building. Are, <laughs> we are building in the bear market. Um, anyways, Dr. Ross, how you doing? I'm doing great, Nico. Thanks for having me on again. Pleasure to have you on. Guys, so today we are going to talk about... Uh, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about the the pump, a little bit of a of a price increase in Bitcoin. Is it a relief rally? Well, no, I don't know. We don't speculate on the show, but that's why we brought Dr. Ross on, and we'll we'll get his inputs. We're going to talk about the 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 groundbreaking news of BlackRock finally offering institutional exposure to Bitcoin. So we're going to get into a little uh, uh, the details of that, what it means, and yeah, I think it's going to be a hell of a show. But anyways, let's get to the numbers. Time for number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle One, the one I'm holding in my hand. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own node like the Noddle, you're using someone else's. And now, if you are a digital nomad, you have no excuse because the Noddle guys just released Noddle Cloud. Run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit Noddle.eu. All right. Yeah, that's right, guys. If you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. Don't trust somebody else. That's what Bitcoin enables you to do, to trust minimization. Anyways, at the time of this recording, the Bitcoin price is 24335 sats per dollar, 4109 Block height, 749002 for uh, reachable Bitcoin nodes, we want that number to continue going up. 14,948 blocks to the happening, 90,998. Having estimate that date could not come any sooner. April 20th, 2024. Total Lightning Network uh, Lightning capacity, 1,326. The fiat value of that is around $32 million. Have a hash rate estimate that is not an exact number. Every Every hash rate website, whether it's blockchain.info, mempool, or I don't know if mempool has it, but uh, Clark Moody dashboard, it's all an estimate. There is no way to actually get that hash rate, right? Every website calculates it differently. It's at 207 exahashes, annual mining revenue, $14.2 billion, realized monetary inflation, much lower than fiat's, much lower than the US dollar. It's at 1.79%, and all Bitcoins will be mined, estimated August 2nd. 2137 wow 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 anyways so today i actually have a video for us to uh watch and i picked this one specifically because dr ross was coming on the show um that's all i'm gonna say about it so i'm gonna play it and then we'll talk about it point to all of this being how much of any 
of what I just mentioned does any Canadian politician actually have control over? The government of Canada does not directly control inflation, but they influence inflation through their spending. So here's the bottom line. Too much inflation sucks. And to be fair, there are things that responsible governments can do to steer the economic ship as gracefully as possible. They can reduce taxes or they can raise them, especially on the wealthy. They could increase wages, make housing more affordable, try to unclog the supply chain, or you know, they could crack down on corporations. We haven't even talked about how big companies set prices. But ultimately, getting inflation right is like keeping a dozen spinning plates in the air while riding a really sluggish, unresponsive unicycle with squeaky pedals at night in the jungle and a tiger is chasing you. And, and 38 million people are telling you that you're doing it wrong. Can we actually, is there a way we can illustrate that? <laughs> that would be awesome if we, I don't know. I'm imagining the unicycle and it's great. So I might be a simple Bitcoiner, but isn't it just a matter of the government stopping printing money? That sounded like a gaslight. What do you think, Dr. Ross? You know, the, the biggest scam that the government has pulled on all of us as citizens, at least the majority of citizens, is to believe that inflation is good and it's necessary. And also that their their uh, expansion of monetary of the monetary supply has nothing to do with why prices are going up. I mean, it's just, I think uh, I saw a uh, BK, uh, Bitcoin Becca in the in the live chat, the brainwashing, she says, oh, the brainwashing. And I'm like, that's seriously what it is. They're trying to set a narrative. There it is. Trying to set a narrative that inflation is good. Inflation is OK. And then also, by the way, the, the point that that clip just brought up is they need someone to control it. We, the poor, simple plebs, we need the smart government officials to juggle all of these plates, spinning plates, riding on a unicycle through the jungle. We need these smart people to help us and to fix this. The free markets couldn't possibly do this on their own. Uh, so please help us, government. What what will you do next to help us poor plebs? I, I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. I feel like anything a government does, it just they just make it worse. Um, yeah. So Dr. Ross, he, he mentioned so he mentioned price controls. Is that setting the tone? What's going on there? Yeah, well, price controls are coming for sure, right? Every time things get really bad and when recessions hit hard, the government just never ceases to stop doing really stupid things. And price controls is the next stupid thing on the docket. Um, UBI is, I think, absolutely coming for sure. And if you think inflation is bad now, wait until UBI starts. Wait until the government starts just putting money in everybody's pocket um, just over and over and over again to fix the problem of, of people don't have enough. All that's going to do is cause prices to skyrocket. By the way, it's going to cause Bitcoin to skyrocket as well. So there's an upside. Um, but if Bitcoin didn't exist, I would be furious. Since Bitcoin does exist, I, I take the peaceful, uh, peaceful protest route and I just buy Bitcoin and I try to uh, tune out the stupid government policies. A Co couple things we know, right? What, what are certain in life? Death, taxes, um, central control always fails, and fiat always goes to zero. So we know those four things are a fact. And if that's true, then Bitcoin basically will approach infinity in value over time, meaning it will just continue to go up. Uh, indefinitely uh, throughout our lifetimes, for sure. And I think for centuries and centuries uh, beyond us. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I actually tweeted this out this morning. I said, if we didn't have Bitcoin right now, we'd all be forced to care about politics 
And that's exactly how I'm feeling right now, especially I'm not going to get into the details, guys. You know, we're, we try to stay as neutral as po possible when it comes to fiat politics, like I say. Um, there's some events this week that were absolutely terrifying, right? Um, especially if you, you know, if you live in the United States. So, yeah, I'm just happy what you said, Dr. Ross. I'm happy that I've opted out. I've taken Bitcoin into self-custody. Now I'm just kind of like looking from my life row, lifeboat and I'm looking and I'm like, holy crap, this is crazy. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. One last thing before I pass it on to Opti, that that sounded like to me, and again, I think the reason I think we know this is because Opti is literally the head propagandist at Simply Bitcoin. That looked like fiat propaganda to me. Yeah, I mean, it just was. It just is, and people don't really, you know, I have this really likable guy on there telling fun stories and laughing and smiling and. But again, it's all propaganda. It's it's inflation is necessary and good, but sometimes it can get out of control. So we need our really smart central bankers and politicians to help get it right and help us and, and they'll make it better. And so just trust them, you know, just trust the system, trust the government, trust the propaganda. We're going to take care of you. We're going to make you all debt slaves forever until the system collapses and you're going to love it. You're going to own nothing. And you know what? You're going to be happy. So just trust <laughs> us. <laughs> exactly. They don't even hide it anymore. They tell yeah. you to your face, right? And I'd even say that the whole, you know, that whole institution, the World Economic Forum, I think it was, it's literally a creation of the Cantillion effect, right? Um, and they all think they're a lot smarter than they are because they're so close to the money spigots. Anyways, Opti, you want to chime in, brother? Well, absolutely bullish start with Dr. Jeff Ross. I mean, guys, I love the meme that he's been creating lately of Bitcoin to infinity. And furthermore, like like we, me and Nico have been saying this all the time, you know, the fact that Bitcoin exists is just, it, it does something to psychology. I just, I can't even imagine right now to be seeing this t level of propaganda and not have Bitcoin. Like I, I, I literally can't, can't, can't even fathom it because I'm on this side and I'm like, man, I am so glad that I don't have to pay attention to this stuff if I don't want to, because the PR spin here is ridiculous. And, and the explanation is just downright stupid. Like they literally think that you're stupid. And I love what Becca said, because I was going to say the same thing. Like this is just pure brainwashing, pure propaganda. And uh, once you get on this side, it's very obvious what they're doing because like they have no basis to their truth. This is just them trying to spin a story so that you, the pleb out there, doesn't realize that you are getting stolen from slowly. Like it's ridiculous. I, I, I literally can't believe that they would put this out on, on TV like this is something that you could broadcast. It, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Absolutely. So, Dr. Ross, I, the million-dollar question, the million-sat question, better said. Um, we And again, we don't like to speculate on this channel, but we definitely want to take advantage of Dr. Ross being here. I know that your public stance on Twitter is bearish. Now that the inflation, the CPI numbers came out yesterday, everyone, it's funny because the administration was celebrating. It's like, oh, there's zero inflation this month. Like, that is nuts. Um, that definitely had to do a little bit with Bitcoin going up in value, like 7% in the last 24 hours. Does this change your bearish stance? Are you now bullish, Dr. Ross? <sighs> Well, yeah, if you've been paying attention to my tweets, basically that my last 20 tweets or so going back several uh, days are my models flipped bullish on uh, on equities. Right. So so I so that was the first thing. Bitcoin is actually, believe it or not, still in just barely still holding a bearish trend based on my models, but it's right on the cusp. So I'm more excited than anybody 
to, to be able to flip out into flip back bullish. Now, I will say that Bitcoin miners, uh, many of them are flipping bullish already from kind of a long term trading perspective. Uh, MicroStrategy has already flipped bullish. So I, I own all of those and I'm very happy to be owning those. I own some NASDAQ uh, stocks as well. Um, but so here, so here's what I think is going on. So the macro picture, as anybody probably knows who's been paying attention, is still ugly. When the yield curve is as inverted as it is, it means that a recession is inevitable. So two, two words to understand, imminent versus inevitable. So inevitable means it's absolutely going to happen. And I think a recession is absolutely going to happen somewhere down the road, but it's not necessarily imminent. So I don't think that we're going to have bad recessionary type conditions yet uh, i do think we are going to have one though so just it's just a matter of uh, when and if i can just real quick so i think recessions based on what how um different assets respond and i like to focus on risk assets so basically stocks i like growth stocks innovation tech uh obviously i'm a huge bitcoin fan so those things kind of act in tandem still uh to this date so i focus heavily on those kind of things what happens in phase one of a recession is that usually with commodities rip higher and equities and risk assets drop. So we saw that already. That was kind of the first half of this year. We saw oil, right, rip up all, up into the 120s per barrel. I was saying at some point, that's what I'm watching because everything started to kind of falter and look shaky. And I said, I'm waiting for oil to break and to break back. And I think it's going to go back uh, below 100 to start. That'll be phase two. So, and that's what we've had so far, right? We saw oil go up. Now it's down. It's kind of in the 90s range per barrel right now. What happened? The markets responded favorably because inflation is no longer running away from us it's probably peaked we probably have disinflation going on although it can remain sticky high for quite some time but the markets i think are rallying on this we had only bad news leading up to this now we're having this relief rally i was calling it initially just a typical bear market rally because that's what they typically are but now it's it's proven to be uh to have some sustaining power it's it's sustainable i think that this relief rally actually can last based on history for several months even a couple of quarters so we may go into september october november even into december possibly where the, uh, risk assets continue to rise if that's the case bitcoin will absolutely rip um anything related to bitcoin will absolutely rip uh they already have ripped, but i'm talking like rip much higher i think we actually start approaching uh, all-time highs again possibly in that short of time which would be pretty fantastic now again real quick this is not individual investment advice these are just my guesses i'm probably wrong this is for entertainment purposes only don't listen to anything i'm saying phase three of the recession will come though and that's what people have to prepare for i think this rally ends because at some point we go from relief that inflation is not as big of a problem anymore to, oh crap, we're literally headed into a worldwide recession. This is gonna be bad and it could get ugly. And I think that gets ugly and that's gonna go well into the first half of 2023. Um, markets, uh, risk assets, and especially Bitcoin bottom first. So we'll know when the bottom, the final bottom has hit, but I do think there's another bottom to come. And I do think like the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, they can go much, much lower from where they are today. And I actually am expecting that to happen at some point. Could Do you see a decoupling in the future? I do actually, and that's primarily, and I think we're already kind of seeing that. And it's primarily because Bitcoin got hit so hard. I think it was getting sucked down and they were all coming down together. But then what happened, the Terra Luna debacle, right? And and everything collapsed and the whole CFI stuff, uh, Celsius, Voyager, all that garbage, like uh, that all brought it down, I think much lower than it was sort of planning on going or the markets intended. I think it was supposed to go just around the 25K, a little higher to 30K and then start grinding higher. But then that Terra Luna debacle happened, contagion spread, 
spread. People were forced to liquidate their Bitcoin holdings uh, at cheaper uh, fire sale prices, basically. That drove it all the way down to 17.6. Now I think um, it's possible that that is the low for Bitcoin and it's in. And so I think even though I don't think it's it's going to go, if we have an, if we go into another recession, it will definitely affect the price. But I think there's some stability there. I think we kind of got all of the lettuce hands out. We got all of the uh, leverage out. All of the traders, you know, that came by just for a drive-by profit or loss, um, they're gone. And it's just the OG now that are holding it, that are stacking, um, that are just, you know, they don't change their DCA strategy based on what the price is doing. So we're sort of down to the baseline OG Bitcoin uh, hodlers. And that's that's a good thing. Hell yeah. Awesome. Very, very bullish. All right, bullish. guys. Bullish. Let's move on to the news. Definitely a lot of it today. And what Dr. Ra said about we're not out of the woods yet, there might be a potential recession. There's a lot of other smart people that are saying the same thing. We're going to get to that. But first, let's do this. It's time for the Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. It comes in any custom color your heart desires. That's right. You want it Peter Schiff colors? Yeah, it comes in gold. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off. If you're in Europe, the European store is now open. Check out CryptoCloaks.com today. Boom. All right, guys. So check out this article. It is, well, it's not really an article. It's it's really a, uh, a press release or weekly market commentary. It's from the BlackRock site, the BlackRock site, right? BlackRock has nine to ten trillion dollars under assets. It's huge, huge institution, and they're saying something very similar to what Dr. Ross was saying. So let me read a little bit of this, and then we'll talk about it. And then we're going to talk about the explosive growth, the explosive news about BlackRock. So we'll get to that in a second. So, anyways, let me get this first. Markets currently appear to expect that a mild contraction will result in falling rates and lower inflation. We don't think such a soft-like landing is likely in a volatile macro regime shaped by prod production constraints. Central banks will have to plunge the economy into a deep recession if they really want to squash today's inflation or live with more inflation. We think they'll ultimately do the latter, but they are not ready to pivot yet. As a result, we see lower growth and elevated inflation ahead. We see bond yields going up and equities at risk of swooning again. So, Dr. Ross, do you agree with the BlackRock guys? That's basically my assessment as well. Um, I didn't know that I agreed with them, but uh, mm. but yeah. So basically bullish for now. Um, things things that got hammered really hard. Basically, growth, Bitcoin. Um, they are they are going to recover, and so I think we see a nice recovery. But I tell people like you should hold that position with a bit of trepidation. Not your Bitcoin, right? You just hold forever. You don't have to worry about it. But if you're into these other things, which I do for my clients and things, um, hold it with stop losses. So be be ready for another downturn because I think before this is over, we we take a, a serious turn south again, and things could get ugly again. But we're but this may go on. The bullishness. I'm optimistic that the bullishness goes on for several months from now. Do you agree that there there's no possibility of soft landing? Um, you know, 
Probably so. Probably, I think what the bond markets are telling me is that we have lots of ugliness ahead, and so trying to imagine it being just a soft landing, where basically, okay, it was just a mild contraction, now we're looking up again. I just don't think that happens this time because inflation is too high, and you can't just leave inflation at eight and a half percent or even seven and a half percent. Like they have to still. I think we are absolutely, by the way, living in a new higher inflation regime for this entire decade. I've been saying this for a couple of years. Uh, it's going to be high, choppy, volatile for sure. Uh, stagnant economy, so stagflation, basically, those type of conditions for basically most of this decade. The inflation is chomping, or excuse me, the, the Fed is chomping at the bit to restart their easing, right? That's their native resting state. They want to be easing. They want to be adding to the monetary supply. And so they don't like being in this hawkish stance, but inflation is basically pinning them down and forcing them to stay hawkish for, uh, for longer. So, it's tricky because inflation will not come down substantially unless the markets crash and they don't really want the markets to crash. But if they don't crash the markets, then inflation is going to remain sticky high. So it's there. Uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think at some point they just decide, OK, let's crash the market. Screw it all. Burn <laughs> it all. Drop them. Drop the drop the S&P 50 percent and then let's start over again. And then and then we'll have uh, 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 better things to work with after that. Ooh, I, I saw optimists going, whew, optimists. What are, you, what are your thoughts? What are you containing? What, are you, what is well, the pleb perspective? Well, I mean, uh, at first I was like super bullish the first segment. Now it's like, oh man, we are in for some pain. But as a Bitcoiner, does it really matter? Just stack sad, stay humble. I, I don't think this shall affect us. You just get a better price on Bitcoin. But back to the BlackRock news. I, I don't know if it's just me, but... Maybe I'm just paranoid and I'm just like, man, BlackRock saying anything positive about Bitcoin just gives it just gives me the shivers. I'm just like, oh, my God, man. But I do understand that them getting into Bitcoin and this news today about them, uh, you know, what was it? Creating a fund around Bitcoin or what have you is like it's super bullish for, you know, the institutional money or smart money or whatever you want to call it. Like this is a signal that Bitcoin is safe. So. They're going to pump your bags. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, all right, guys. So can can I just comment on that real quick? Of course you can, You bring Dr. up Ross. a good point because I see a lot of Bitcoiners being very conflicted by this, right? Because, because BlackRock is basically the epitome of the fiat system. They've conquered the fiat system. They have... I think like 10 trillion of assets under management. They're pure fiat. They 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 are they benefit from the Cantillon effect. They control the government. You know they they're they're in there at least their right hand men kind of thing. Um, so it's so as a Bitcoiner, it it's conflicting and it's hard to see them with our ethos of you know of you know don't trust verify of be your own bank of get away from the the fiat system. But on the other hand worldwide adoption of bitcoin i think is inevitable and worldwide adoption means everybody gets to play in the bitcoin space even blackrock and even the jerks and even the venture capitalists and even the pe guys and even everybody we hate right pick your pick your least favorite person and your your biggest enemy they get to play with bitcoin if they want to too they get to own it and benefit from bitcoin as well that's just how it works it's a neutral money so so we don't get to decide who gets it and who doesn't get it so i think it's inevitable i think it's encouraging that they're coming on now um it, it will be a, a flood of money coming into bitcoin and and so that's where we could see this decoupling happen so even if we have this scary recession that i think could happen 
it's 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 possible that we're talking about much higher lows though at that point so we probably will come down if we have another recession and global liquidity dries up even further but i don't see bitcoin you know going way up to say 60,000 and then going all the way back down to 10,000 again or something like that i think we're going to be talking about well maybe it'll go down to like 40,000 or something or maybe 35 or something like that but it's just you know what i'm talking about like higher lows because we're going to keep grinding higher and when you get more and more and more institutional money and basically when blackrock confirms the validity of bitcoin i mean there are there are trillions of dollars of bond funds sitting out there that are like holy crap we are screwed for this decade holding these bonds we need some sort of alternative you know we need a hedge against these crazy bonds that are going to have negative real yields for a decade maybe we should put one percent into bitcoin maybe two percent or something like that and if that comes in the, the price is just going to go bananas at that point Maybe a hundred percent, like us crazy plebs. Anyway, speaking of BlackRock, I, we totally didn't time this. Um, <laughs> Dr. Jeff Ross this morning at nine ten a.m. Eastern Standard Time, August eleventh. Probably nothing, and he was retweeting Bitcoin Magazine's announcement, which I will pull up. BlackRock launches private trust offering direct Bitcoin exposure. Let's check out the article. Investment manager BlackRock has launched a private trust offering U.S.-based institutional clients exposure to spot Bitcoin. Very different because now I think what's available is futures, but not spot. And the SEC is really giving um, the GBTC guys a hard time, right? So maybe this is a way around it. Anyways, the trust will be available to U.S.-based institutional clients and will be BlackRock's first product that offers direct exposure to the price of Bitcoin. This is quoting a BlackRock statement, says, despite the steep downturn in the digital asset market, we are still seeing substantial interest from some institutional clients in how to effectively and cost effectively access those assets using our technology and product capabilities. That is incredibly bullish. They're telling you, even with a 70% downturn, the evil people at BlackRock or Better said, the the their their clients are interested in Bitcoin. Larry Fink is not a fan of Bitcoin, uh, but I think this is the free market doing its thing. BlackRock doesn't want to get left behind. It doesn't want to lose clients to you know other competitors. So what are they doing? They're bowing their knee to the king. So same as J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan did that as well. Anyways, on August fourth, BlackRock we covered this. BlackRock announced a deal with crypto exchange Coinbase to offer institutional investors access to crypto. Beginning with Bitcoin. Yeah, they say crypto, but it's only Bitcoin. Huh, it's funny how that works. BlackRock, which manages around $9 trillion of U.S. Cu of customer funds, will use Coinbase Prime to provide the service. So, Dr. Ross, you definitely have a background in institutional investing. What does this mean? Is this bullish? Again, it's wildly bullish, I think, you know, again, it, it hurts the ethos of Bitcoin. And so it, it requires people like us to get out there and keep educating people and talking about what Bitcoin is. You know what most people think it is still, they think it's a crypto and they think it's a small tech stock. They have no idea really what it is. They don't understand that it's simply better money. It's 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 the perfect form of money, basically. And so they'll get that over time, but it's going to take a it's going to take a while. What people have to do is they have to learn from trading it and 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 get uh, ripped around by the volatility for a while until they start taking a deeper look like what is this stuff and why does it keep hanging around and if this is a tulip mania why does it keep coming back and you know why did, why is it in the headlines every day and why is larry fink offering the ability to buy bitcoin last year he said it's stupid and will never offer services and why did jamie diamond come around and do a full 180 on it 
to your point, you know, the free market is dictating what these guys should be doing and they're not stupid and they want to make money. And if you want to continue to where the future is going, you have to get on the Bitcoin train for sure. Now, the bummer is right They're They're including crypto in this. And so that that's like my biggest pet peeve is that people still think Bitcoin and crypto are the same thing. And Bitcoin and crypto have nothing relevant to do with each other. So that's my like life mission is just talking about Bitcoin is simply better money. Crypto is crypto and it's it's you know, it has nothing to do with it. It's its own deal. It's venture capital that's awkwardly glued to a blockchain. They're focused on exit strategies for the most part. Some of them do some clever things that may have some value. Who cares? It has nothing to do with Bitcoin. I don't even like talking about that other stuff. So I want BlackRock to make these announcements and say, we're offering services for Bitcoin. And then maybe we're also doing it for crypto, but we see these as two completely different entities. And I want regulators to also see this when they pass bills that there's Bitcoin as better money. It's just commodity money. It's it's you know neutral, politically neutral, decentralized, secure money. And then there's crypto. And so we're gonna we're gonna regulate these two things different because they're totally different from each other. And then I'll quit blathering on and on about the differences between them. But um, we have some education. We have some work to do still. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, love having Dr. Ross on the show. Anyways, slight pivot, of course, is a continuation of the Coinbase saga. Um, Coinbase has had a rough couple of weeks. I, the, the bullish the bullish news of Coinbase is that they got BlackRock as a customer, but they've been getting hammered, right? The SEC is now questioning whether certain assets of Coinbase that they're selling to people are considered securities. That, that puts Coinbase's whole business model at risk because remember, Coinbase doubled down on being a shitcoin casino. It didn't have to be that way. Now, uh, predominant Bitcoin-only companies are proving that, dude, you could just be a Bitcoin exchange. You could you could offer just just Bitcoin. But of course, Coinbase decided to take that other route. And now they're in the crosshairs. And now more news came out. Let me share it with you guys. Coinbase under SEC scrutiny over its crypto staking program. So now, not only are they investigating whether Coinbase is selling securities, now staking is also under threat. Coinbase Global said it's being probed by the U.S. that by the SEC over its staking programs, which allows users to earn rewards for holding certain shitcoins. The company has received investigative subpoenas and requests from the SEC for documents and information about certain customer programs, operations, and ex existing and intended future products. According to a quarterly regulatory filing, the requests related to Coinbase's staking programs, asset listing process, classification of assets, and stablecoin products, the company said. Staking services are offered by many crypto exchanges as a key way to diversify revenue from trading, which tends to drop during market downturns. It allows users to generate yield on certain crypto holdings by delegating them to help verify transactions and secure the blockchain network. At Coinbase, here's the kicker, guys. Here's the signal. At Coinbase, blockchain rewards vet revenue primarily from staking accounted for 8.5 of net revenue in the second quarter. It fell 16% uh, sequentially to 68.4 million during the quarter, less than uh, less than the decline in trading revenue. Wow. Um, I, I, and this is why, right? This is why Coinbase is so heavily involved in the lobbying effort right now. They're they're literally holding lockstep with A16Z trying to pressure the trying to pressure some senators for the CFTC, the 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 commission I'll, I'll pull it up for you guys, but a, another another government agency that's not the SEC so that they can continue on their racket. 
This is what happens when it, it look, you live by the shit coin, you you literally die by the shit coin, whether it's holding the shit coins, whether it's trading the shit coins, or whether it's selling the shit coins, as in the case with Coinbase. Dr. Ross, you're a Bitcoiner, so this shouldn't come as a surprise to you, but what are your thoughts? Man, I got lots of thoughts. So in fact, I just tweeted yesterday or the day before that if you ever see me pivot from being Bitcoin focused to being a crypto slash VC focused uh, person, somebody come and please slap me. And I mean that. And here and here's why crypto is literally like the greatest fantasy for for venture capitalists and private equity people. Right. It's mark to market venture capital. That's when I say mark to market, it's priced every second of every day, 24, 7, 365. Normally, the old school way of venture capital is right. You make these private investments, you make 20, 30, 50 of them. You realize that maybe 50 to 90 percent of them are going to go bust and you're going to get an occasional home run and you're going to make a thousand X. And that's how you make your money in venture capital. Crypto basically enabled venture capital to do exactly the same thing that they're doing. All you need is all you need is crypto, some some crypto with a good marketing campaign. You pump you jump in there with with the, your billions of dollars and your, your you know millions of dollars to tens of millions to even even in billions of dollars you pump it up with your fellow vc firms and then you focus on your exit strategy and you leave the regular and you know regular speculators holding your bags that's awesome for them they can make crazy amounts of money really fast and they can get away with it because so far to date it has not been regulated now the concern for these guys is the sec is actually starting to come after them right they're coming after coinbase uh they're coming after these guys for uh facilitating the trade the buying and selling of unregistered securities um that's still a battle that's going on i know it still isn't definitive yet that um uh, that they have jurisdiction over these guys, but I think they do and more of this stuff is coming. So Coinbase and these kind of uh, other similar uh, exchanges that are doing similar things to Coinbase, they've had their time in the sun, right? They rode the coattails of Bitcoin to, fa to fame and then they went down the altcoin, you know, shiny object, make lots of money fast uh, rabbit hole. We've seen prominent Bitcoiners do that as well. They get famous with Bitcoin, they make lots of money, and then they want to make even more money even faster. So they go into VC, altcoin, crypto world, and they can. And you can do that until it gets regulated. I think once this stuff gets regulated, by the way, at least 99, 98% of it will instantly go away. Like within a year, it will just disappear. Because you, if you can't make your fast profits shilling crap to people, um, you you look elsewhere to do it. And so that that day is coming still. And, and uh, the day of uh, retribution is coming for Coinbase and it's coming to these other companies as well. So yeah. I'm uh, I think I think we're going to see more of that uh, in the coming year or two for sure. Absolutely. Opti, you've been doing an excellent job covering the Coinbase disaster because it is considered a fail. I just wanted to bring it up to Dr. Ross. Opti, are you surprised? Dude, are you surprised? I am not surprised at all. The Coinbase L's just keep stacking up. And we, we brought the receipts yesterday. We've been bringing the receipts for months. And it just... As Jeff, Dr. Jeff Ross just said, Coinbase flew too close to the sun and they essentially tried to kill the golden goose and now they are getting wrecked and you know it's very fitting i, I don't want to say this is karma but it does sound like karma considering that brian armstrong acts like an enemy of bitcoin but man you, it's just play stupid games win stupid prizes like the coinbase is the epitome of this and 
if they like I've been saying for a while, if if they really wanted to maintain market share, then they should go back to being a Bitcoin only company. But we know they are too far gone. And now it seems like they are in bed with BlackRock. And and I keep making the joke of like, oh, is Coinbase gonna be the first shitcoin exchange that is gonna be too big to fail? And they're gonna try to bail them out. And it's like it's not looking good. And there was a comment in the chat. I put it up on the screen. Uh if that is true. Uh, he said something about like this exact same thing happened to Celsius four months before it exploded. So, oof, like I would not want to hold any of those shit coins on Coinbase. I would not, I would not touch Coinbase with a 10 foot pole, let alone use Coinbase. Hashtag delete Coinbase. Go use the other Bitcoin only companies out there because do not give these people your money. Do not give these people your Bitcoin keys because they are the enemy of Bitcoin and they act like it. But man, we shall see how this ends up, Nico, because uh, I'm sure there's going to be some more Coinbase owls before this saga ends, and we will cover the receipts. Are you muted. muted myself. Yeah, dude, absolutely. This isn't the end of the Coinbase saga. We'll stay on top of it. But anyway, it's time to move on. Let's see what Opti's got in store. Let's check this out. It's time for the daily fail brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best place to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. They incentivize dollar cost averaging spread out that risk layer into Bitcoin, use it as a savings technology rather than speculation. Check out swanbitcoin.com today. Boom. I also want to give a shout out to Pacific Bitcoins. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference on the West Coast. It's November 10th through the 11th in Los Angeles, California. Speaker list includes Corey Clipston, Jeff Booth, Dylan LeClaire, Pierre Richard, Mark Moss, Alex Gladstein, Guy Swan, and many, many more. You could take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off your tickets to Pacific Bitcoin. Anyways, Opti, what do you have for us, brother? All right. Well, I told you guys I was going to cover the this Coinbits thread on inflation, and I didn't even know that Dr. Jeff Ross was going to be here, but it's just perfect because I'm sure he can do a deeper dive than I can. But let's get into this news that we saw yesterday coming from POTUS himself. Again, guys, remember what we said in the beginning about their framing and their brainwashing and essentially their gaslighting <laughs> and thinking that you're dumb out there, that you don't know what's going on. Oof, just look at this tweet here. It's President Biden. He goes, July's 0% inflation and last week's booming jobs reports underscores the kind of economy we're building. An economy that works for everyone. Yes, it works for everyone getting poor slowly. Anyways, I told you guys I wanted to cover this today, and it just so happens we have the perfect guest. So I'm just going to read a few little tidbits, and then we can talk about this. And of course, it's all about CPI and how CPI is a hoax and how it's easily manipulatable. So I put this thread in the description for you guys so you guys can follow along the whole thing. There's a great threads here. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're a couple pages long on here, and I know you guys don't like to read them all, but it's worth your time. So let's get into this. And Coinbit, shouts out to you guys. You guys are killing it out there. It goes, it's CPI day. This was yesterday. And rather than tell you for the 9,237th time that CPI is a hoax, it doesn't represent inflation. It's more like voodoo science. We'll go with something more entertaining. The history of CPI changes since its inception. So I will get into this thread. 
but they linked to this thread that they dropped last month when we got the 9.1 CPI numbers. And I really loved the first couple of tweets in here because I think it really does a good job of framing what is going on here. So CPI is a hoax. Anyone who tries to use it to meaningfully reflect actual inflation is an ignorant clown at best. So again, it leaks into more, more threads, but just to go cover a few things on why we know CPI to be a fail and furthermore to tie it back in on, uh, you know, the powers that be and your, your, uh, elected elites out there trying to spin this as a good thing. Anyway, CPI calculation is a terrible attempt at quantifying the increase in all consumer goods using a basket of some goods to reflect overall price increases. How can any single basket of anything accurately reflect the rise of prices in everything? And then he quotes a few quotes from uh, the Fiat, Fiat uh, standard. And you guys need to hear this. So he goes, even if such a basket of specific goods exists, how can it even begin to describe the price increases for every individual where each of us has our own set of preferences and choices in life circumstances? No two people's baskets would ever be the same, even in the same house. The composition of the basket would have to be ever-changing to reflect the changes in consumer behavior. Now, here's the great quote. The composition of this basket itself is a function of prices, which is a function of the value of the currency. Therefore, it cannot actually serve as a measuring rod for the value of the currency as the of the currency declined people will not be able to afford the same products they purchased before and will necessarily substitute them for inferior ones market prices result from purchasing decisions but purchasing decisions are influenced by prices so the price of a basket of goods is not determined by some price level force but actually by the spending decisions of individuals who can only spend the income they have because of this relationship cpi to a large degree is what is referred to mathematically as an infinite referential loop not useful as a measure of anything and as i say it is disgusting that we pretend that we have a free market when an important measure like inflation is a pseudoscience fairy tale free unmanipulated markets are essential to civilization now just to bring the receipts in here, I'm not going to cover this whole thread because it literally gets absolutely ridiculous, but you can see how many times they have changed CPI to manipulate what it looks like. So the first origin in 1999, they changed it. And then there was a really big dip from 1919 to 1940. I wonder what happened around there where they had another revision. And you continue to go down. There's another one, 1940 to 1953. Another one in 1953. Another one in 1964, 78. And again, continued in 78. But we'll take a break from the revisions just to point out the sheer amount and frequency of them, which even if well-intended, they weren't. It's clearly intended to manipulate and it would be impossible. This is clear in the categories of prices, location, and sample frequencies. So 787, 1987 to 1998, as you can see, they are taking a longer time to adjust this inflation. And we had one from 98 to 2018. Anyways, let's get into this. The conclusion of this thread and of course, this is a Bitcoin show, so we have to bring in Bitcoin. Coinbits adds on thread 19 or post 19. If you're measuring something with an ever changing ruler, why measure? Bitcoin fixes this. No price surveys, known terminal supply, known issuance schedule, programmed to remain the same. 
and upheld by its user's social consensus. Go read the Fiat Standard and you will understand this in depth. And of course, I am the meme, I am the propagandist. So I have to add this by Derek Ross. Bitcoin CEO responds to US CPI numbers. Bitcoin CEO to increase prices. Price of a sap bound to rise in the future. Bitcoin CEO says our hand is force. So let's get into this. Remember what we've been hearing for a while that CPI is the real measure of inflation. But we know better than this. We know that they can easily manipulate that basket of goods and they can try to spin any story they want to make you believe that you aren't getting broker every single day. And they continue to push this, this PR narrative on you. And like we said, I forget if it was last week or this week, but the same people that are telling you there is no inflation are the same people telling you there is no recession. So do with that as you will, guys. But we know better. The propaganda that they're spinning out there is to dupe you into believing that they have your best interest in mind and that you aren't getting poor. Again, I keep referencing the 1984 quote of the party tells you to not believe your eyes and not listen to your ears, but follow the party line. I feel like I am going crazy here because this is exactly what is going on. The, the gaslighting that we see from legacy media is absolutely atrocious and it should piss you off once you understand what is happening because I know you feel it. Your money isn't going as far as it used to. You can't buy as many groceries. Your gas is getting, you know, more expensive. Even if we do have this little dump, they can lie all they want, but we know that they are spinning propaganda and we can see through the narrative. So to you propagandists out there that are on the legacy media payroll, know that you are failing at your job because the Bitcoin of autist army out there has truth on their side. And they are breaking through the narrative. Anyways, Nico, I know I'm getting you. Uh, I know I'm all, all in the weeds, but dude, hey, bring go this for, in. Go for it, brother. Go for it. This, bro, this is a Bitcoin show at the end of the day. I, I've told this to Dr. Ross many times. I'm like, listen, man, I skipped the whole fiat, you know, learning the whole fiat system. I went straight to Bitcoin, but I have had to learn the fiat system just to do a good job for the show and that you know how they call things the clown world that's totally appropriate dr ross that was like they've been changing definitions for a long time since it since the cpi was started in 1919 it's been changed basically innumerable times if you factor in every single change and so i thought and i hope people go read that by the way i posted that on my um tweet twitter thread like uh um a day ago or something like that it's a fantastic read it only takes like 10 or 15 minutes and it will get you to understand why cpi is such a joke they literally change it over and over and over and over again and if you have a a, a measuring stick or a ruler that is changing constantly can you really measure things can you really discern truth you can't it's impossible and that's intentional by the way so so it drives me nuts. And again, to our, our point earlier, right? I, I would be absolutely furious about this kind of stuff if Bitcoin didn't exist. And I will say to these kind of people, the propagandists, the politicians, the kings of the fiat economic system, the Keynesians, um, they, they, the worst thing that ever happened to them was Bitcoin because Bitcoin brings truth. It brings, it brings accounting reality to everything that it touches. And who hates that? It's the people that want 
the it's the leaders that want the people to live in um uh you know in the shadows in obscurity in confusion because they can profit from that that's an arbitrage opportunity that they can take advantage of and so bitcoin is forcing an honest unit of accounting onto everybody and to everything that it touches and it's coming for everyone including politicians and that's why it will change the world order it will change the huge immense power that politicians currently have um, it will change the way huge corporations can do business. And it will it, like healthcare, healthcare, like the reason why health insurance is so profitable is because uh, there's no price transparency. They don't let the free market do its stuff. They have it all. It's just all kind of behind the scenes um, uh, negotiations between insurance companies and hospitals and providers and clinics and stuff drives me nuts. So this is another thing that Bitcoin is going to come into healthcare. It's literally going to revolutionize it and it's going to really hurt the incumbent players, but it's going to be a net good, huge net good for patients, for people, for regular plebs. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Bitcoin really, really does fix everything. But anyways, Opti, favorite part of the show. Let's get to the memes. Time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for Volume 10. This is the artwork for Volume 11. And this is the artwork for Volume 2. Volume 2 is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. Get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, Opti. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, to be honest, guys, I didn't even know that Dr. Jeff Ross was going to be here today. Nico <laughs> texted me this morning like, yo, we got an awesome guest. And I'm like, perfect. And we just have literally the perfect memes for today's episode. So shouts out to TC at Meditation Man. And he goes, bro, chill, hashtag inflation. And it's a cop pulling over Jerome Powell. And it goes, I tagged you going 9.1 in the 2.0 zone. Bro, chill. I just slowed to 8.5. <laughs> great, great meme. Again, we are on the inflation and the, you know, POTUS fail tip. So this one's by our boy Toxicat27. Shouts out to you, dude. He goes, energy, zero. Food, zero. Inflation, zero. Of course, of course, they are spinning their PR. Oh, guys, I forget. Give us your meme score because we're going to read them out. And then shouts out to the Bitcoin conference because I love this meme. And uh, if, you, if you see when this is dated, uh, this isn't a new topic, guys. This is old news, but it may be new to you. So this is Voltaire and he goes, paper money eventually returns to its intrinsic value. Zero. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe Joe Biden has a point here when he <laughs> says zero. <laughs> Anyways, this is a double meme. This is a doubler right here. You know, out there, everyone is hating on the Bitcoin maximalists. It seems like they need something to talk about, and it's always the Bitcoin maxis. And so here is a little play on, uh, you know, a flag that you might have noticed during the 2020 uh pandemic riots and all that good stuff so this is by our boy spirit of nakadai and he goes hashtag antima now with rising stars anti-maximalist action bitcoin star shitcoin let's go and then we added lucky redfish because i love this one he says i fixed your logo for you shitcoiners action with a turd let's go and then as we've been telling you and all the bullish signal that dr jeff ross has been giving us today there is light at the end of the tunnel, guys. There is light. So shouts out to Ding Dong 3001. He goes, <laughs> never let go. Hoddle Bitcoin. Can you see the light? The light is Bitcoin. Hoddle it. 
And then, of course, back on the Antima. <laughs> the Antima tip. This is by our friend Stax at Tech9Nosaurus. And it's, uh, you know, Antima slash Antifa writers. And it's got our boy, Nick Carter. Your star is rising, just not where you think it is. And then, hold on. I have a soundbite for this one. But this is by our friend, Loco BTC. And I saw this going around on Twitter, and I absolutely love this this little clip of this kid who loves corn. I love corn. <laughs> <laughs> so, shouts out to you guys. Love the memes. And um, my meme score today is going to be my, uh, my leftover plate of breakfast that I literally scarfed down before we got on the show. Uh, there's a tortilla in there, Mexican food, and some salsa. It was delicious. All right. Interesting. Guys, before uh, Dr. Ross and I give the scores, this is a meme review, and this is Simply Bitcoin Live. So give the scores, put in the group chat, or put in the chat, and you will force me to read the scores and feel uncomfortable. So come up with the scores give the give the memes whatever you think of today i'm going to give it my voice i upgraded my microphone so you guys probably it's probably a little bit different than the blue yeti that i was using shout out to the blue yeti it was a legend but nico upgraded to the alex jones microphone anyways dr ross what would you give those memes i'm giving those an actual bitcoin can you see that actual plastic plastic molded bitcoin great 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 memes today impressive Wow. And I'm rarely but, impressed. He's rarely impressed, but he was impressed by the memes. And that is because Optimus is now in charge of the meme review. He is a meme. <laughs> he's, he's done the best meme review ever of Simply Bitcoin. Anyways, okay, let's read some of the scores. We got the legendary Yellow first. Let's see what Yellow gives it. The corn looks like me. Is the agricultural appropriation? <laughs> All right, next one. Um... I can't. I still can't pronounce your new name, bro. How do you say it, Optimus? You know, it's how to any rug. Well, that's not any what rug. he told me, but that's how I say it. any rug. He's okay with it. Any rug. Okay. Any rug gives it a fidget spinner. Okay. Vake. Every simply Bitcoin should include a review of what Optimus had for breakfast. All right. All right. Um, vake. I give his Mexican leftovers seven out of ten. It was a nine out of ten vague, but I'll I'll let it slide. All right, Bitcoin Beck, I give these ye- these memes yellow Red Bull allocation. <laughs> yellow, uh, I give it Dr. Degree from the Dr. Ross, Dr. Dre school. Wow, very good. Um, all right, we got, oh, hey, Sophie. I give it a birria taco. They're delicious. Delicious. If you know, you know. If you, oh, of course, of course, Optimus knows. He's the Mexican Johnny Depp. Anyways. All right, guys, that was that was the meme review. Wait, hold on, hold on. There's one more in here. There was one good one. Where did it go? Uh, this one, this one. Eight out of nine <laughs> rising stars. All right, awesome, awesome memes. We don't want to waste any more of Dr. Ross's time. All right, all right, let's move on. Uh, we we it's not a software release, but it's a software update. I'll 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 tell you guys in a bit. Let me play the thing. Bitcoin software release. All right. So a little bit serious, um, taking down the tone a little bit. So uh, this came out. So shout out, first of all, to Corey and Swan, because they were actually pretty quick to be on top of this. 
You can compare this with the other people. They haven't even mentioned it. But anyways, just to let you guys know, on Sunday, August 7th, Kalevo, uh, the company we use for the company that Swan uses for email communication, informed them of a security incident that occurred on their systems. This incident is a result of one of their employees being fished, which led to the compromise of their internal systems and the download of Swan's email list. What was exposed, the data involved included first name, email, in some cases, IP address-based geolocation, identifying cities, and how you originally joined our email list. What was not exposed, none of your financial information, and no additional personal information was exposed. All right, so I wanted to give you guys the update. Now, here, like, what I'm taking from this, though, is that this is the second time there's been a leak. So yeah, it's not any it's not any social security numbers, it's not any, you know, it's not your address or anything like that, but yeah, the, the if your email is now on a list and that's really unfortunate. Um definitely want to take want to pay attention to those phishing emails. If one says, "Hey, this is from Ledger or Cold Card or whatever, please put your 24 words into this so that we could, you know, protect your security." That is a phishing email. They're trying to get your Bitcoin. Everyone wants your Bitcoin. Don't give it to them. Also, want to give our sponsor a shout out, CypherSafe.io. CypherSafe. Don't store your seed on paper. Paper is prone to water, fire. Anything. Paper sucks. You want to put your Bitcoin seed on metal, and there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Safe. Get yourself a Cypher Grid or a Cypher Wheel. Also want to give a shout out to RepresentLTD.com. They make some of the most comfortable merch. Opti and I wear the hoodies every single day. It's stylish. It's comfortable. He's making Bitcoin merch. He's making Simply Bitcoin merch, and you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off representltd.com. I also want to give a very special shout out to our awesome guest, Dr. Ross. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Nico. Hey, can I tell a quick anecdote about uh, storing your seed phrase? So just so people know like that this stuff is real and, and why you should be very careful with how you store your seed phrase. In 2012, we had big fires here in Colorado Springs. My house actually burned down. About half of our neighborhood burned down. I think like 300 some houses burned down. The fires were so hot that people who had fireproof safes, some of the safes actually melted and everything obviously in it melted. A few safes that didn't melt, the stuff inside of it still got so hot because even though the safe, the structure didn't melt, the stuff inside, the paper inside and the documents, they melted and metal objects inside the safe also melted. Be super careful, like take, use redundancies, think about the worst case scenario because, hey, it happened to me, it can happen to anybody. Um, so just be careful. Absolutely. When there's such a big fire, it gets so hot, right? Which is why you want to store your seed in the proper rate. I like photocopies, right? Geographically separating your seeds is, is definitely a great way. I think you could utilize multi-sig, do it properly. It is complicated. There is services that make it a little bit easier, but you are sacrificing privacy like Casa and Unchained. So yeah, definitely take your seed storage uh, seriously. Dr. Ross, where could everybody find you? What's your social media? What are you working on? 
Sure. So I'm on Twitter all the time. Uh, my handle is at Valeshire Cap. I think it's uh, up here somewhere. You guys can find me there. Um, and then if you want to learn more about how I do things, how I invest money for people, I like to think of my business. Valeshire is sort of a bridge between the fiat financial world to Bitcoin. I want you to I want to hold your hand across there so that someday you don't need people like me as investment advisors and fund managers. So if you want to learn more about what I do there, you can check out Valeshire.com or you can just send me a direct email at info at Valeshire.com. And uh, I'd be happy to get back to you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Ross. We are hosting a Twitter Spaces until 2 p.m. Dr. Ross, if you'd like to join us, if you guys have questions for Dr. Ross, maybe he'll join. We shall see. Um, but anyways, Dr. Ross, thank you so much for joining Simply Bitcoin. Guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed our show, you know what to do. Smack that like button. Of course, you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective. Definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. I think this is a record. We're at 107 live viewers. We've had bigger audiences for podcasts, but for the show, I think this is a record. So this is a big deal. Thank you guys all. We love you all. And we will see you tomorrow for another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay. What's the second best? There is no second best.